Welcome to Cocoon, the podcast for wellness coaches featuring wellness coaches. I'm your host, Dr. Karen Sutherland. Think of Cocoon like a warm, supportive hug that you can listen to because after all, wellness coaches need care too. Welcome to the very first episode of Cocoon. And Cocoon is a new podcast for wellness coaches, featuring wellness coaches. And for our very first episode, we have the amazing Sharon Chapman, relationship coach. So welcome, Sharon, and thank you so much for being on our first episode. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure, Karen. Thanks for having me. So we'll kick off with at the beginning. So it's always good to start at the beginning. So can you tell us how you became came to actually work in, in this field? Yeah, so wellness was part of um, my life, really. So when I was working in corporate roles, we had uh, wellness programs actually come into the workplace and they were teaching communication techniques, conflict resolution, team building, but then they started also mapping into holistic therapies. And quite often they were mindfulness techniques, breathing, reducing stress and relaxation, and also bringing in things like on-site massage. So I saw how well they actually worked. My own personal journey with regards to starting um, doing the, the modalities that I practiced is because I was involved in a lot of relationships that were very troublesome. And I guess the starting point was when my brother suicided and I had come from a family who had struggled with mental illness. So I knew that that was something that I wanted to learn more about and learn ways to be able to to help myself, but also others navigate through those really big life events. Yeah, wow, that's um, it, it's amazing that you, you came from such a really tragic place mm -hmm. to um to and use that to fuel your your inspiration to get into the field and um yeah. yeah. I think for a lot of practitioners, your own personal experience is the best training. So no book, no school, no institution will replace that personal life experience. So when somebody is in front of you and they are needing a kind ear or a compassionate person, they know that you've been through something just as hard. And so mm -hmm. once they know that, they kind of relax and they go, well, if you've been through that, you would be able to understand what I've gone through as well. And so it does serve. Um, when you're working with people and clients for sure yeah and just on that so how do you keep your energy levels up because clearly when you are dealing with people you have to main you know you have to address them with with a certain amount of of, of energy and um, enthusiasm and and care and compassion but how do you maintain that level of energy required to work in the wellness space um, on a daily basis when you've got multiple clients yeah, so I have a really good morning routine, which involves protecting my own personal and professional boundaries. Um, also movement, having some like just going for a nice 30 minute walk, but doing breathing exercises, stretching. And I find that if I do that every single morning, even if it's for 30 minutes, it really keeps me on track. The days that I don't do it, I'm just kind of out of kilter for the whole day. And then it's also the nourish, nourishing foods and beverages and also 
like mini breaks as well. So during the day, it's even if you just have like five or 10 minutes for you, you can still do something and just go, oh, I just need to rebalance and refocus. So quite often it's about interweaving like different things that throughout your day that you can actually get back in balance and, and focus more again. Yeah. Yeah. Just to keep that, that energy up. And mm -hmm. how do you soothe yourself? So uh, just say you have a very, very busy period with, with multiple clients uh, over weeks and it, it can be very sort of taxing both um, emotionally and psychologically. How do you actually soothe yourself from, from that, from that experience and almost protect yourself? Yeah, so I learned uh, um, many, many years ago uh, the stop, start and continue process. And I've used it for many, many years with great success. So when a client leaves, I stop thinking about them, knowing that I've given them the information and resources that they need to succeed. And then I start with being able to just get back into my personal balance. So I'll take 10 deep breaths, wash my hands, and just know that I've done a good job. And then I'll continue by having a nourishing beverage or some food, something that will really sustain my energy. And I've found that if I do that after every single client or interaction with a customer, I just kind of um, reset myself every single time. So at the end of the day, I'm not like spent. So yeah. it's practice, but it works really well. The other yeah, thing that I'm mindful of is that every quarter I have a look at my schedule and I book in my dentist appointments, my GP appointments, time with a nutritionist. And so what I'm doing is actually making sure that those self-care routines are in my diary and every quarter they're already set. So I'm kind of taking care of my physical and emotional health at the same time. Yeah, I should, I should learn to do that. I'm, I'm terrible at that. I, um, that's such a great tip to to actually do that ahead of time. It's almost like checking your car in to be, you know, to be serviced. Yes, so. yeah. I, I found that by doing it every quarter, I was just really able to keep on top of it and I found that my mental, emotional and physical health was far more stable because you've got to look after your physical body as well as your, you know, your mental and emotional. Um, but quite often we forget about the physical until we're actually in pain. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah that's where it can go wrong yeah and my other question is you you keep talking about these um nourishing beverages like what's your favorite nourishing beverage yeah, so I love smoothies. So quite often I'll make a smoothie first thing in the morning. And what happens is it's there. So in between clients, I can just have a little bit. Um, a lot of teas. I have a lot of tea and a, a coffee first thing in the morning. But I have my meals kind of prepped and ready to go so that when I am hungry and in between clients, sometimes it's just having like those little snacks and those mini meals just to sustain your energy rather than one big heavy meal where you kind of feel a bit sleepy afterwards. Yeah, yeah. And what's your favourite smoothie combination? Yeah, so I have um, fruits and uh, protein powder, and I kind of just blend it all up with some ice. And one of the things that I do is I actually steam zucchini or courgette, as some people call it, yeah. and I freeze it into ice cubes, and I add that into my smoothie. So it's a serve yeah. of vegetables, and yeah. I also add in ice, and then so it's kind of there throughout the day. And I have got like a big smoothie container, and so I just sip on it. And if I need to take it into session, I can. But it's always there. But I've just found having that extra serve of veggies is yeah. um yeah just one of those ways to get one of your your serves in per day 
That's amazing. I've never heard of that, but I, yeah. I, I will I will try. I don't mind zucchinis. They're good. <laughs> um, my next question for you is, so what do you wish you knew uh, about working in the wellness space before you actually entered it, or at the very beginning of your, your career? If you can look back now, what do you wish you knew? Yeah, making sure that you know your target market and working with your ideal clients because quite often you'll waste so much time and energy with people who do not want what you have to offer and they're not going to put in the effort. So making sure that you know who those people are that really want to to come in and do the work and that you can actually solve the problem that they have. And I guess the other thing is really good boundaries, so personal and professional boundaries, so, so having systems and process um, and processes that allow you to be able to make sure that the whole system works really well and that both of you are understanding what that is right at the start. So open, honest, loving and fair communication throughout the whole process, but also having it written down and talked about, agreed upon and signed up, you know, signed over right at the start. So there's, there's no room for miscommunication, but also conflict resolution. And if something's not quite right, that you nip it in the bud, you have a good chat and you resolve it. So both parties are satisfied. So I think all of those things, if I had um, been probably stronger in all of those areas, um, my mental, emotional and physical health probably would have been better at the start of my career. Yeah, yeah. And and, and I guess it's something you just need to learn, isn't it? Like working out who who your um who your ideal customer mm-hmm. is and, and being able to like identify the ones that aren't um pretty early on. So for everyone about uh so different techniques that you use, well I was talking about the ones I do, but what do you do um to navigate social media? while maintaining your own wellness because it can be a really powerful tool in reaching people and reaching an audience and 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 helping people but on the flip side it can be very draining if you start to become you know really reliant and almost addicted to looking to see what's going on so how do you navigate that yeah we've all been there we've been scrolling scrolling <laughs> so what i do is i have set time frames during my day that i um, put posts up and then i engage with people and that can be first thing in the morning and probably about four o'clock at night so i allocate time every day and those are my professional boundaries where i go and during the day i'm not going to be double checking everything i think yeah. also having somebody experienced and knowing your target market your ideal client your branding and the problem that you solve so that they can also help you market and allow your message to get out and having somebody there like a coach or somebody that you can really depend upon who will give you you know really good feedback with regards to what you'd like to put out and how it's received but also how to quantify and measure it so whatever you're doing it's like well is it getting the result that you actually want or you know quite often you put like a random post up and all these people like it and respond and you're like, that? Really? <laughs> so I think people also want just that natural, what are you doing on your day-to-day basis and what's happening in your life? Like people want to get a glimpse of that and they don't always want the real polished um, side of things. They just want to be able to see a glimpse of you, really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the, that's great advice too. And my next question leads me on to um, sharing what is one of the most inspirational, um, I, I guess, um, changes or transformations that you've had with one of your clients? So clearly you need to keep 
um, confidentiality, but maybe you could just share a story in that respect. Yeah, I had a lady come in recently and uh, she had a lot of emotional baggage from her childhood. So she was here to basically release a lot of things that had upset her in her childhood and her teenage years. And so we devised a, a program personalized for her and we moved through all of that and were able to resolve all of her emotional baggage and just things that had traumatized her in, a, in her childhood. And we caught up three months later by doing that she had actually lost 12 kg which is a yeah. lot of weight she'd released yeah. 12 kg um her partnership with her well her partner and her romantic relationship had you know really improved and she had changed career and so there was all these positive things that actually came from releasing and resolving the emotional baggage. And mm. she had set her intentions that they might happen within 12 months, but they'd actually all happen within three months. So she was um, such an inspiration to be able to go, OMG, like, I wish I could have taken a photo of you when you first came in and where you are at now. Like, it's just like a totally different person. So um, I guess when you see that transformation, and you're part of it it's just so exciting and inspiring to know that what you're doing is really helping people yeah yeah that's it, it would be and I guess it would just drive you to keep you know keep going even when sometimes you are feeling a bit, a bit tired um it's um it's motivation to continue yeah, and I think sometimes you always go through those rough parts when you're still, um, when you're just initially, you know, releasing stuff and it's like, is this ever going to get better? But there's always the light at the end of the tunnel and you've just got to hang hang on and, you know, do the inner work to, to get to that point. Yeah. And so talking about sort of goals and intentions, what are some of your key goals for 2022? Yeah, I guess my health and well-being is a priority. Um, I turned 50 last year, so <laughs> maintaining my own physical, mental and emotional health is definitely where my focus is because I just don't have the ability to do what I used to do in my 20s. Um, my husband and I are also running some workshops this year, so each quarter we'll do a workshop together, and that's a brand new thing that we're doing, the farmer and the coach, so that's a really beautiful thing that we're doing. And I think also just... Um, navigating more social media, getting information out by doing really helpful videos um, on Instagram and Facebook and being able to just still serve people in their, you know, for one-on-one -on -one sessions at my practice at Glasshouse Mountains, but also being able to put it out to a, a wider network because that little bit of information that that one person needs, everybody kind of needs to hear it at the same time. So yeah. Kind of go a little bit more with my videos and and kind of getting the message out on a like a bigger scale yeah yeah well you're doing that today that's for sure yeah. <laughs> um yeah and i have to i honestly have to say like i, I went to uh, one of sharon's workshops a vision board workshop and it was just mm -hmm. fantastic it was um it was such a great day so yeah definitely i recommend them highly Oh, thanks, Karen. Yeah, we've had a lot of feedback because with the vision board, it's putting your intentions on basically a, a board that we've represented by pictures and, and different things. And we've had so much positive feedback that people are just manifesting and creating all these things that they thought would take a long time, but it's actually happening a lot sooner. So there's definitely evidence in it and it, and it works. So how's yours going? 
Yeah, well, I look at it every day. Um, I think I've, I ask for some very big things, so they, they often take a little while to, um, to to come to fruition, but I'm still chipping away and I have faith that they will be here, hopefully by the end of this year. So I'll keep you posted, definitely. Yeah. Um, my final question uh, for our chat today is, what advice would you give to others in the industry uh, to avoid burnout so you've got your great your, your methods but do you have any other tips that you can share because particularly I think people who are starting out in the space um, are just trying to do everything and, and work with every client and and do as much as they can um, what how do you how would you advise them to navigate that yeah I always say the power of three focus on three things and do them really well and so whatever that may be in your business just focus on three things because you tend to go overwhelmed and, and, you know, so many things are drawing our attention at the moment. So little and often, and what I do is uh, improve 1% every day. So 1% over 30 days is a 30%, you know, improvement, 60 for two months and 90% for three months. So quite often just doing little and often is far better than trying to do big chunks of things. And I guess the other thing would be make sure that you connect with other practitioners or people that are in your industry and doing the same kind of work because they may have a solution for the problem or the challenge that you have. They may have information or contacts or resources that you're not even aware of. So I think it's also making sure that you connect with people who are in your industry, know your target market and ideal client as well so that you can sometimes just have an event about something that's not going yeah. on, but also get really good, helpful information that's relevant to your business. Yeah, yeah, it's great advice because sometimes it's you know it's like when I um, meet other people in my field, we just go oh, and we because someone finally you know they actually get you know and understand what you're going through. So I think and I, I think that's what we were trying to really do with this um, podcast as well is just share some tips from people working in the space to help other people working in the space so mm -hmm. yeah so we're really grateful to have you on our first episode to kick it off today so thank you so much Sharon for for being on the show and um, we'll be back with um, Cocoon next month with uh, another wellness coach and we're still we'll, we'll announce who that is closer to the time and thank you for tuning in and to, to Cocoon so Cocoon remember is a podcast for wellness coaches featuring wellness coaches because wellness coaches need care too thanks very much see you <laughs> bye bye thank you for listening to cocoon join us next month when we hear more from wellness coaches on how to stay well in a profession of constant giving after all wellness coaches need care too thanks and see you next time <laughs>